today? As I've been teleconferencing with clients these past couple of weeks, something has stood out to me. It's that we're going to have to pace ourselves. This thing is not going to abate anytime soon. And I don't know if you know this about human beings, but our greatest fear is not actually bad news or finding out bad things. It's the fear of the unknown. We absolutely cannot stand not knowing it shakes us to our core. And this is a time of so many unknowns. When will this thing end? Uh, what, what about our economy? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make it without hugs for so long? Will my marriage make it? Will I get sick? Will someone that I love die? One thing for certain in this time of uncertainty is that there is simply no way that our lives will resume as if nothing had ever happened. Aisha Ahmad wrote an excellent article and makes the point that global catastrophes change the world, that this is going to change the way we move, relate, learn, build, and connect. And she says, while it feels good in the moment, it is foolish to dive into frenzy of activity or obsess about your productivity right now. That is denial and delusion. I agree with her sentiment that the emotionally and spiritually sane response is to prepare to be in this time forever changed. What she is saying is what I've been sensing from the Lord, that we've got to pace ourselves for the long haul. Man, though, <laughs> we people of immediate gratification, instant everything, highest speed internet, fast and furious junkies, to think about a prolonged period of the unknown which requires a steady and sustained, steady and sustained spiritual and emotional response. But we do. We need to understand that this is a marathon. Ahmad says of that, <laughs> if you sprint at the beginning, you will vomit on your shoes by the end of the month. <laughs> she urges that we need to emotionally prepare for this crisis to last a while because none of us knows how long it will last. And she echoes, as we've been saying, as I've been saying, the uncertainty is or will drive us all mad. Mm -hmm. So friends, we're at the beginning of this journey. Ahmad says, for most people, our minds have not come to terms with the fact that the world has already changed. And right now, denial only serves to delay the essential process of acceptance, which brings hope and resilience. So I want to ask you, where do you find yourself on that sort of spectrum? Are you more over here, which is in the, like, it's going to be fine tomorrow, just wait it out, just pause button, denial, minimizing, it'll be okay real soon, back to normal? Or are you over here on the, oh, this is calamity and calamitous times are great teachers and I need to accept that things are changing. Where do you find yourself? Well, in the, in the wonderful and irritating uh, <laughs> first chapter of James, God gives us a mandate, a hopeful one, and a perspective for times like these. He says, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given him. Ah, we are being called to don a long view, slow drip, attitude, peace, and perspective on this trial with a view to knowing that God's going to use it to develop and mature us. He's going to develop perseverance in us, and he's going to use it to mature us, to bring us to more completion in him. And James 1, 5, that we have wisdom, all the wisdom we could need for this time. Because God gives it generously. You know, generous is like so much. Generously. And it says to all who ask. All of us, without finding fault. God's not going to go, oh, 
Well, you haven't talked to me for like a whole day and now you want my help on something? That is not our God. Praise Jesus. So listen, it's, it's just awesome to know. We have all we need for this time. We have all the wisdom we need to know how to navigate this time. God, do I really, what do I need to do today? God, how can I help my parents? God, how do I respond to the fact that so-and-so and I interpret social distancing differently and that's causing a challenge in our relationship? Lord, what should I focus on today? Father, how should I handle my seven-year-old stress? And by the way, this is not an aside, every one of us is processing stress and anxiety if you don't realize it of this time. We are all cycling between fight or flight or freeze in some form or fashion. We are. So please, have grace for yourself. Our first few days and weeks in a crisis are crucial and you need to allow yourself time and space for this mental adjustment. It is perfectly appropriate to feel bad and lost during this initial transition. At this time of not knowing in between what was and what will be, focus on, on the basics. And I'm going to put them in five categories. Family, food, faith, friends, and maybe fitness. <laughs> Ahmad says, especially now, to ignore everyone who is posting productivity porn on social media right now. <laughs> Truly, it is okay that you keep waking up in the middle of the night. It's okay that you forgot to make lunch. It's okay that you can't do your friend's Zoom yoga class. It's okay that you're overwhelmed by your kid's online needs. It's okay that your weight's already up five pounds. <laughs> Please know that you're not failing. You're adjusting. With grace for yourself, let go of all the high expectations about what you should be and what you should be doing right now. Instead, focus your energy on security, your security. Those five things we just talked about. Basically reaffirming who God is and what He promises. And then also work on accepting that life as I once knew it is changing. And I can either move with it or against it to my demise. To move with it is to ask God, what are you doing in this season of life? And also to ask for what we want Him to do in it. Truly, what would you say you most desire in and through this pandemic if you could find words to verbalize it? What would be a pleasing or shocking outcome of this tough set of circumstances that God has called us all to walk through right now? I don't know what it'd be like, oh God, I, I want to be less attached to things of this world. Oh Father, help me to prioritize this family time, this forced family time now that I'm enjoying when the busyness comes back again. Or Lord, please help me to change my perspective on my spouse through this. Or Father, uh, help me. I just want to walk by faith more. Or God, I would so love to be a strong leader in all this, unwavering in my beliefs about you and your goodness. Whatever, just start praying to that end. Because when we pray for what we most wish to happen, we can trust with absolute assurance that He will either act according to our prayer or He'll do something better. He'll either bless us with what we want or He'll bless us with what we need and change our desires to match and be thankful for that eventually. You simply can't go wrong approaching this in-between time with that attitude and perspective. Lord, you know, James gives us this example, Lord, thank you for this pandemic. Thank you for this time. And thank you that it's causing me to be more dependent and prayerful and have more perspective and, and literally just perseverance. Thank you, Lord, that this is doing something in me that's going to make me more like you ultimately. So be encouraged. You can stand in the midst of this uncertainty, trusting you're safe in the Father's grasp. 
We can weather this slow and challenging waiting period believing he's doing things we can't see. He's working in all things. He's working in us. He's working in others. He's working in this world, right? Uh, so many of us love the song Waymaker right now. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. So good, right? With this perspective. We can endure the pain and stress of this time, even if it keeps you up at night. You can, you can actually experience a sense of God's closeness and nearness to you, even if you've been given a few bitter pills to swallow. Why? Because we believe, you believe, we know He's got something in store. So be encouraged. Now is your opportunity to stand firmly and courageously in Christ. God is looking for steady obedience and faith over the long haul. Let's not be people who go from, ah, everything is great to everything is awful and everything in between. That's instability and circumstantial codependence, I call it. It's basing your faith on your wavering circumstances instead of your unwavering God. Your rock and your refuge is Jesus. He has given us stability and himself as a sure foundation in these unstable times because he has not changed. Let's pray to that end along with the psalmist in 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So pace yourself. This is going a lot this is going to go on a lot longer than many of us would likely like for some of us already too long, right? But call yourself to trust your unwavering God in these changing everyday minute circumstances. Be patient. Be waiting. Be watching. And most of all, believe in the in-between. <laughs>